The guys from Nowhere would love to know what's on your mind. If you love what you've been hearing, or you haven't, drop them a line at facebook.com slash California. Or drop them an email at nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. So you're listening to Nowhere California. And that's why you can hear me. Okay? Keep listening. Well, faithful Nowhere listeners, we have now gotten to the point, or the part, uh, that Josh has been eagerly waiting for, because this was the reason he wanted to go to the con. Well, one of the many reasons. Well, I know one of many, but I knew this was the one that he was talking about on the road there, you know, uh, on the way back, uh, uh, when he first told me, hey, so-and-so's going to be there, it was like, this uh, particular so-and-so. Because it's Sid Haig, and this is the grand finale for Tales from the Con, and we saved uh, Sid Haig for last. Yeah. Um, great guy to talk to. We, we've already talked about our uh, our journey to the interview. Yeah. So now it's time for you to hear the interview. Yes. Uh, and now, without further ado, here is the incredible, the wonderful Sid Haig. No way, we are back at Days of the Dead with the legendary man himself, Sid A. Thank you for sitting down with us, Sid, for the podcast. Thank you. Uh, um, how, how, how have you liked the con so far? So far, so good. Yesterday was a little slow. Things are picking up today. Yeah, notice that today. It's been a busy one today. But that's, you know, that's typically Southern California convention. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like people's mindset is, why should I go and pay Sid Haig to sign a picture when I just saw him in the supermarket yesterday. Oh, and he signed my receipt. <laughs> uh, that is so, cool. Yeah. Uh, how many of these times have you been to? Lock out? I do 10 to, uh, 12 to 14 a year. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you probably run across a lot of different bands during that time. Uh, what's been kind of your, let's say your favorite moment with the band or even a weirdest moment with the band? Uh, maybe the weirdest moment with a fan. Well, it's kind of weird and funny at the same time. <laughs> the guy was on the phone with somebody who said, it's my friend, and just cuss him out, be unmerciful, okay? So I said, give me that phone. So I took the phone, and I called this guy every name in the book. I made shit up. And, he, and I said, all right, that's enough. I'm tired of talking to you. And I handed the phone back, and the guy was roaring, laughing. That was my mother. <laughs> so I said, so I, said uh, uh, I guess Thanksgiving dinner is off, huh? With House of Thousand Corpses, how did you develop the character for Captain Paul? Uh, okay, to answer that, I have to just give you my philosophy on the way I work on any character. Within each and every, and this is something that's true, within each and every person, is every personality type that there is. And all you have to do is find the Captain Spaulding that's inside you and bring him out. Well, at the end of the day, you got to remember to put him back. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I love that. How do you feel about the current, um, with the headlines and everything, with the unfortunate violence going on, how do you feel about people blaming uh, horror movies and movies in general for uh, violence in the real world? Because people have this huge aversion, have this huge aversion for taking responsibility for their own actions. Okay? People have been killing people since there have been people on the planet. And they didn't have any movies. 
and filming 11 was a bunch of guys around a campfire, okay? So to, to blame a movie is to just absolve yourself of any any wrongdoing whatsoever, okay? Uh, and with the kids that are, you know, taking guns to school and, and blowing away their classmates and stuff like Columbine and the... the Candy Hook. Yeah. That's just bad parenting, okay? Yeah. And parents don't draw boundaries for their kids. Kids want boundaries because they want to please. They get the idea of reward and punishment, and they want the rewards. So if you expect them to do a certain thing, then they will they will try to do that, okay? But if you just say, oh, God, I'm so busy, and my wife's working, and I'm working, and we don't have, and then the dogs, and i got to go to the vet, and make every damn excuse in the world for taking responsibility for raising your kid, then it's your fault. Thank you. Thank you, for Thank that. you so much. Um, how was it working with Rob on uh, House of Thousand Double Reject, uh, the, the haunted adventures of El Um It was great. You know, he, he was, it was great fun to work those shows. Um, he had a vision that he first had, uh, uh, that we partook of, okay, and he basically just got out of the way and let us do our work. That's awesome. How does it go being at this convention for the tenure for uh, House of House Parts, the tenure reunion? Well, I feel old. I thought I wanted like 10 years. 10 years already? Holy shit. Where did it go? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, it, it's very cool. To be alive in this business for as long as I have, I am truly blessed, okay? This is my 51st year uh, as an actor, and that's all I've had to do is be an actor. So, that, that doesn't that is, happen every day. Yeah. That is super. Uh, what kind of legacy do you think uh, the movie House of Thousand Purpose has all these years later? You know what? People are so self-absorbed, I'm not sure that there is a legacy there. I mean, there's an appreciation for the return to the 70s style, Yeah. Yeah. okay? But it's so difficult to say that a certain film or a certain book had a lasting impression on me and changed my life and all that stuff. If the Devil's Rejects changed your life, then you, know, yeah, 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 yeah. you got to push it up on your life. You, right. you went to the, you know, uh, Universal Life Church and became a uh, minister, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I am, by the way. Yes, I, I do weddings as Captain Spaulding. Oh, sweet. Yeah. There's an idea. <laughs> this is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the start. I'm going to give you the start of my wedding ceremony. Oh, yeah. Okay? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the side of this company. This company is the side I will tell you. From the fine-ass, long-legged ladies to the little girls with big titties. Can I have an amen for big titties? Amen. 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 And then it goes downhill from there. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, what have you noticed in the evolution of horror movies during your career? It went from great 
when uh, Universal was called the House of Horror, okay, to crap, uh, and it started to come back now. As, uh, you know, all the senseless slasher films and stuff. Some idiot actually got on the internet um, after The Devil's Rejects was uh, released and said, well, there was hardly any blood. I was there when Wayne Croft loaded six five-gallon drums of blood into the back of his truck. How much more blood do you want? Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess to close this out, um, we've been asking this to everybody here, and it's one of our favorite questions to ask. <laughs> what is your favorite what the fuck movie moment? Paris <laughs> Hilton uh, <laughs> in the remake of A House of Wax. <laughs> Well, one more time for Gusto, and we'll wrap up everybody into this. And I'm going to wrap it up in one big thing. Holy fuck, that just happened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm... My mind's really blown, because the man uh, has got a career that spans 53 years. Yeah. And uh, 130 roles, and... He bothered to talk. Yeah, he talked to our punk asses. Uh, yeah, yeah. The man, the man knows his stuff. He is an artiste. Yes, and from what you just heard in the interview, he was so freaking gracious and open to us, especially the way he performs wedding ceremonies. Oh God, that was great. And uh, how he. I had to give him a hell yeah. Oh yeah, I had to. And how he'll just randomly cuss out someone's uh, mom. <laughs> that was a great story. Yeah. Honestly, we. We could say multiple things about that interview, but multiple things about the man. The man's the man. The man's the man. The man's a god. The Sinead is the man. And just props to him. Damn, I don't know what to say. Uh, it was just it an honor to be spotty. that close to a person. It was yeah. just, uh, well, not, not just a person, but an, art, uh, an, an artist. An artist. artist. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming from, I mean, uh, I, I consider myself an artist, and uh, to be... With someone uh, who who has had such a long lucrative career, yeah. I, I admire that. Right. I, I just and, and he's he's at one of these places. A lot of people that just they you know they're uh, that that have worked as long as him, they're too good for that. Oh yeah, they are too busy. Yeah, but he's made time for his fans, and um, it just it just warms my heart. Yeah. So I guess to close this tales from the con, we'll just do one quick roll through. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Sid. Hey, Captain Statoga, Madam Maybell, uh, Walter Phelan, and Lawrence R. Harvey, Todd Farmer, the great writer of Jason X, and the one and only Heather Langkamp. Yes. Thank you all for making our first con a very rich, uh, very enlightening, and wonderful experience. Yeah. Uh, we said it before when we first were initially going to the con. Nowhere is going somewhere, and we did. We did. We so went somewhere, and uh, yeah, you made us feel like something. And uh, thank you. Thank you. And that was 